helping to secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity. This is the Constitution Study on the America Out Loud Network with your host, Paul Engel. There are plenty of people out there who think that America's best days are behind her. Some believe we will fall to second or even third world status, while others think we will effectively be taken over by another country. Now, I don't know about you, but I try to focus not on the doom and gloom, but on what can be done. What can we do rather than what we can't do? The more I look around me, though, I have to wonder if we the people have become so detached from reality that not only can we not restore the republic, but we actually think what our founding fathers created for us is evil. I don't base this solely on the news, which I know is biased, but upon many of the conversations I have with others. So today, I want to look at some of those examples and see if we can find even a glimmer of hope that the sacred fire of liberty have not gone out in this country. Hello there, Everyday Americans. Paul Engel here with the Constitution Study. This is where we read and study the Constitution. Teach the rising generation to be free. And I am so glad you could join me today. You know, I'm sorry. I got to jump right into this one. Most of you are familiar with the Nigerian prince scam, right? The idea that you get an email, someone claims to be a Nigerian prince, and they're trying to move some money around, and uh, uh, you know, you'll get a fat commission or some variation of that. It's become such a staple. It's such a, 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 a I don't know, an analogy. That, that anybody that would still fall for the Nigerian prince scam, well, we don't think too much of them. We think they're fairly stupid. Now, I'm not saying that people don't, because I still see them come across every so often. But let me ask you, have we all fallen for a Nigerian prince scam of politics? What do I mean? For decades, the progressives, the socialists, the Democrats, the communists have been promising us goodies effectively for nothing. They'll pay for your education. They'll pay for your health care. They'll give you this wonderful windfall if you just do this one little thing for me. Now, in the Nigerian print scam, it usually is, I need you know $10,000 to complete the transaction, and uh, you'll get millions of dollars in return. Well, in politics, it's, you know, all I need is, well, your vote. And, of course, other people's money. It's always your vote and other people's money. Which is why I wonder... Can the United States, as we know it, continue to survive? And, or miraculously, how I know it. I say how I know it because I'm not talking about the United States we have today. I'm talking about the United States that was created for us back in 1787. Because when I look around, I think we must be have fallen for the Nigerian prince scam. Give you some examples. We've been hearing, I've been hearing all oh, the, 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 the Democratic Party and all the, oh, the, the big lie, the big lie that uh, there were issues with the 2020 election, that there was fraud in the 2020, there were ballot elections, that there were rule changes in the 2020 election, and that that led to Biden defeating Trump for the presidential election. That's, you know, it's a big lie, never happened. Meanwhile, we have the uh, former acting director of the CIA, Michael Morell, well, he was 
testifying before the House Intelligence and Judiciary Committees, and he explained how he, Biden's campaign, presidential campaign, and top U.S. spies basically pulled the wool over the eyes of the American people. How'd they do that? Well, on October 4th, 2020, the New York Post uh, posted, they, they put out an, an article exposing uh, Hunter Biden's laptop, what they called a laptop from hell, a laptop that he abandoned at a Delaware computer repair shop that contained emails and other, con- and other documents that showed his uh, international influence peddling and questionable financial dealings, all while his father was vice president. Then on the 17th, three days later, well, the Biden campaign advisor, Anthony Blinken, who's now the U.S. Secretary of State, he rang up Morell to discuss uh, this scoop, and Morell orchestrated a, a public statement on the Hunter Biden emails. What was in this statement? That was signed by Morell and 50 other former intelligence leaders? Quote, the arrival on the U.S. political scene of emails purportedly belonging to Vice President Biden's son, Hunter, much of it related to his time serving on the board of the Ukrainian gas company Burisma, has all the classic earmarks of a Russian information operation. It went on further to say, if we are right, this is Russia trying to influence how Americans vote in this election. Okay. They, th- and this email, this, this letter got echoed relentlessly by the corporate media. Political, political headline uh, said, uh, Hunter Biden's story is Russian disinfo, dozens of former officials say. Wow. Then on October 22nd, in the second of the two presidential debates, Biden deployed what they referred to as the blinken Morell statement to rebuff um, Trump's accusations of Hunter and Joe's corruption. He said... Look, there are 50 former national intelligence folks who said that what this is, is he, um, he's Trump's accusing me of, is a Russian plan. They have said that this has all the characteristics. Four or five former heads of the CIA, both parties say that what he is saying is a bunch of garbage. Of course, Morrill later testified that the Biden campaign chairman, Steve, uh, was it Ricchetti? Uh, well, let's see if he phoned Morrill saying... Uh, to thank him for putting out that statement. The Russian disinformation lie. Then on February 1st, just three months after the election and and less than a month after Biden had been inaugurated, um, well, let's say uh, Hunter's attorney, Abe Lowell, he conceded that the laptop from hell story, was uh, the laptop from hell, I should say, had hundreds of gigabytes of Mr. Biden's personal data. CBS News and the Washington Post also authenticated the laptop as Hunter's. And of course, now that the data is coming out, a poll done by the Media Research Center polling company, um, they surveyed a bunch of Biden voters in seven key swing states. 45% were unaware of Hunter Biden's laptop. Now, among those... 9.4% said that such knowledge would have switched their vote vote from Biden to Trump, a third-party candidate, or nobody. These are seven swing states. What kind of impact would that have had on the election? Did these people fall for a giant scam, Uh, uh, 
a version of the Nigerian prince scam. Now, in certain variations of the Nigerian print scam, it's not only the money that you lose, right? You put up a certain amount of money to make the transaction, you lose that. Frequently, though, you're required to hand over certain personal information, which they then use to, well, basically steal your identity and run up all sorts of other charges and stuff against your name. Now, that certainly has been happening under the Biden administration. One of the latest examples is a new federal rule, not a law, a rule they made up out of thin air wants to not wants to uh, basically punish you for having good credit. See the Federal Housing Finance Agency, which by the way does not legally exist. For those of you who are not familiar with this, I, I repeat this frequently on the Constitution study because it's so important you understand. Article six, clause two, the supremacy clause says the Constitution supersedes federal law. It says the Constitution. Uh, Laws of the United States made pursuant to the Constitution and treaties made or which shall be made under the authority of the United States, which comes from the Constitution, are the supreme law of the land. And the Tenth Amendment says a power not delegated to the United States doesn't belong to the United States. So when you look for the Federal Housing Finance Agency, look through the Constitution all you want, you will not find a power delegated to the United States to be involved in federal housing finance. Some will call out, well, it's the General Welfare Clause, Paul. All right, Article 1, Section 8, Clause 1. Congress has the power to lay and collect taxes to um, pay the debt of the United States, to, uh, for the common defense of the United States, and for the general welfare of the United States. Capital U, capital S. A proper noun. The very same proper noun used in the Tenth Amendment that says, if we don't specifically tell you you can do it, you can't do it, United States. So that doesn't hold water. It's not interstate commerce, although some of the, the financing might travel across interstate commerce. They're not regulating the interstate commerce. They're regulating the product in interstate commerce. And for those desperate enough to reach for the necessary and proper clause, Article 1, Section 8, Clause 18, well, it says Congress has the power to create all laws necessary and proper to put into effect the powers delegated to the United States. And since this is not a power delegate to the United States, it's neither was neither neither it was neither <laughs> it was neither necessary nor proper for the United for the Congress to pass this law. And now, what is this scam agency doing? Well, they want to uh, they have what they call a a loan level price adjustment fee for mortgage borrowers. But they want to play with the game with it. They want to adjust this fee so that if you have a high credit fee, a high credit score, in other words, if you've been good with your money, if you've been responsible, they want you to pay a higher fee so that those with bad credit scores, those who've not been smart with their money, they get to have a lower fee. They don't get. In other words, this is, Lisa. This is socialism. This is saying. If you did the right thing, if you saved, if you built a good credit score, we're going to punish you, we're going to take money from you, and we're going to give it to the guy or the lady who didn't. That's just part of it. By the way, um, there are a lot of places that, that uh, uh, this could impact people's retirement savings by $31,000 because of the money they would have to pay for this adjustment fee rather than putting into their retirement savings, which means they will be all that more dependent on Social Security, which is bankrupt, as, as, or as close to bankrupt as it can be without technically being declared bankrupt. 
Now, what else is this Nigerian prince doing to us? Well, he wants to offer half a, a million dollar grant for teachers in Pakistan to help transgender youth. In other words, he wants to take our mental disease, our insanity of believing men can be women and women can be men, and he wants to spread that to Pakistan. He wants to spread the, the Nigerian prince scam. And he'll use your money to do it. Now, there's another thing you need to understand about people who run these Nigerian prince scams. They're greedy. They are awful, mean, nasty, greedy people. And right at the top of that list happens to be one Bernie Sanders. He is a greedy, dirty, rotten, good-for-nothing so-and-so. How do I know that? Well, recently the senator was on CNN. Uh, he was uh, being interviewed by Chris Wallace, and he was talking about his book, It's Okay to Be Angry at Capitalism. Okay, that's fine. Now, he was asked, so you are basically saying that once you get to $999 million, that the government should confiscate all the rest? Yeah, I think people can make it on $999 million which would mean that all these billion dollars, basically, it all goes to the government. Those greedy rat, you know what. They think it's their money and that you aren't allowed to have more than, he didn't think you shouldn't be allowed to have more than, than $999 million. After that, it all belongs to the government. He said, the fundamental issue we are facing is whether we have a system of justice that applies to all. I agree, sir. And what you're talking about is not justice. What you're talking about is flat-out theft. If someone works hard, if they invest, if they sacrifice, if they risk, and they make money from that, that is not yours to take, you greedy, rotten, good-for-nothing wastrel. Here you are. You have a, a book called uh, uh, It's Okay to Be Angry at Capitalism While You Profit from Capitalism. How do I know that? This is not your first book, sir. And you're making money on it, aren't you? And let's face it, he was all about getting rid of the millionaires and billionaires until he became a millionaire. Now he's just after the billionaires. See what I mean about the Nigerian prince scam? See, they'll, 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 they'll keep moving the goalposts. They'll keep changing the rules until they'd suck you dry of every last ounce of blood. These people are truly evil. Now, they may have some ideas, they may have some compassion for others, but they are truly evil. They will apparently lie, cheat, and steal to get in positions of authority, then use that to make themselves rich. And then when it comes out, they will get those same levers of power they, they exercise to lie in order to keep them in positions of power so that they can rip you off, they can punish you for doing the right thing, they can steal from you for, again, being successful. And, and, and apparently, in, in, uh, in Bernie Sanders' mind, being successful is a sin, unless it's him. This is what we are living with. And I think way too many Americans have bought into the scam. And I think they've done so through a, an interesting twist of the language, a, a, a trick of the tongue. The, the twisting 
of what words mean. And I want to get more into that, but before I do, I have to take a break. Now, I'm going to ask you to head over to the website, constitutionstudy.com slash patriots. Uh, I'm putting together this new program. I want to have tools that people around the country can use to either start their own work, you know, create their own arguments, create their own defenses, or help whatever groups they're working with work better. And it starts with the Patriots. Well, actually, the Patriots starts with the boot mini boot camp. But go check it out. Go to constitutionstudy.com slash Patriots and find out if part or all of that program is something you might be interested in. If it is, well, sign up. Let me know about it, and I'll be sending you updates as this comes online. My plan is to actually fully launch the, to launch the program somewhere around Independence Day. But if you want the updates, just sign up against constitutionstudy.com slash patriots. Now, are you one of those people that have a hard time sleeping sometime? Are you just tired of being tired? Do you want to fall asleep, stay asleep, and sleep deeply so you can wake up refreshed and ready to go? Well, I suggest you try Healthy Cells REM Sleep Supplement. It is the only sleep supplement designed to support all four stages of sleep. Now, as an America Out Loud listener, you can get 25% off your first order, be it REM Sleep or any of the great products at Healthy Cell. Just use the code OUTLOUD at checkout. So please go to HealthyCell.com, look around, see what looks interesting, try the REM Sleep or any of their products, put it in your cart, when you check out, use the code out loud. It lets them know you listen to America Out Loud. And as a thank you, you get 25% off your first order. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn, and the harder you try, the harder it is to drift off. And today's fast-paced digital age makes it tougher. You're not alone. Poor sleep affects over 70% of us. The CDC even labeled insufficient sleep a public health epidemic. Advanced nutrition company, Healthy Cell, created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep deep, and wake refreshed. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep using calming herbs, amino acids, and sleep hormone support. Over a thousand reviews with an average star rating of over 4.4 proves it works. Take back your sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. You've heard Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company discuss the harmful effects of spike protein in your body. And now they found the solution. The miracle enzyme natokinase. Their spike support formula contains natokinase, the most compelling and scientifically supported approach to safely clear spike protein out of the body. What's more, spike support is optimized with other all-natural, non-GMO ingredients, like dandelion root, to help prevent spike protein from binding to your cells. Everyone should take daily spike support so you can feel your best. America Out Loud listeners can go to outloudcare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Oral hygiene hasn't changed in 50 years, but our diet and the way we eat has. 
creating an environment in your mouth for bacteria to wreak havoc on your teeth and gums. For better oral health, get Spry Dental Defense, an oral care line designed to combat acid-creating bacteria. The toothpaste, mouthwash, mints, and gum all contain xylitol, a natural ingredient shown to dramatically improve oral health. Spry can be found online and at all fine natural retailers. Welcome back, Everyday Americans. You've rejoined the Constitution Study, where we read and study the Constitution and teach the rights of Generation Free. I am glad you could come back today. I'm glad you could join me. Um, today, we're asking a very simple question. Will America survive the 2020s? You know, there's a lot that's been going on. I mean, let's face it. There's been a lot of challenges that the United States has, has uh, confronted over its almost 250 years. But as I look around, I see a fundamental change that I think strikes at the foundations of what makes us a free country. Now, I talked in the first uh, segment about things that government is doing, but to me, there's more going on here. And I want to kind of look at, at something different. I want to take a look at some of the language, how it is used, and how it is spread. Well, for example, recently we celebrated or failed to celebrate the, the one-year anniversary of the leak of the opinion in the Dobbs v. Jackson Women's Health Organization. I say fail to celebrate because, well, I did see a couple of articles about it. I don't know that many people really noticed its passing. Now, why is that important? Because that event kicked off some, some very serious consequences. We saw uh, attacks on uh, uh, pro-life centers, uh, on pregnancy centers. Uh, for example, uh, uh, Life First Pregnancy Center in Manassas, Virginia, about a week after the, uh, uh, the, the leak of the opinion, um, well, they were vandalized. And here we are one year later, and um, where's the, where are the charges? Where are the consequences? Now, we've seen for, God, more than two years now, people who demonstrated have been locked up in jail. Here we have examples of um, vandalism, and nothing happens. I, I, I'm not surprised because this is a continuation of something I've seen for years. If you demonstrate for a, uh, well, for, for lack of better terms, we'll call them a, a, a conservative cause, uh, pro-life, uh, pro-constitution. Uh, and I, I make that distinction because not everybody thinks of, this, of conservative the same way. But you see, if you, if you protest that way, well, you're vilified, you're, you're called names, you're investigated, you're attacked. Now, even though you may not commit criminal acts, you're treated like a criminal. On the other hand, if you perform criminal acts for a progressive mindset, meaning um, more collectivist, socialist, uh, Marxist-type ideas, well, you're lauded. If this is not an example of it, what else? Anybody else remember the, the Antifa and BLM riots of 2020? <laughs> I, I can still see the picture of a mainstream media reporter standing in front of a burning building saying these are mostly peaceful protests. 
I, I think the imagery kind of changes that. You look at the January 6th and, and the the maximum damage, actual damage you can see is, is some people broke a few things in the Capitol. Compare that to blocks burning, cars vandalized, businesses broken into and looted. One is lauded, one is not. And to me, the reason is simple. We, we've, A, um, Things have been politicized. Everything's politicized. But B, we've become dependent on others to collate our information for us. And they are they are manipulating what we see in order to get us an expected outcome. Recently, somebody contacted me and said, after um, Fox News got rid of uh, Tucker Carlson, he, he used to watch Fox News and he wanted some other source that would bring all the information together. And I told him, I said, I don't recommend that. I don't recommend letting somebody else um, curate your news. See, they they get to decide what is and isn't important, what will be elevated, what will be suppressed. You're putting yourself in the hands of someone else. I I do that for myself. And believe it or not, in this day and age, it's pretty simple. But as we look back on a little over one year since the leak, again, we've had multiple, not not a few, we've had dozens of instances of violent attacks. The, the, The organization Catholic Vote says they had 84 specific attacks against pregnancy centers and anti abortion organizations since the leak in May of 2022. Now, while most of those instances involve mere graffiti, in, in Life Choice in Longmont, Colorado, the place was actually put on fire. There was arson. But it's treated differently. Because, I believe, in large part, we've allowed the language to manipulate us. Abortion is now a choice, and life is an imposition. Forcing a woman to be pregnant. We don't look at the law. We don't look at at uh, uh, look at the news coverage, right? We don't look at the fact that the 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 Dobbs Accord did not say abortion should be illegal. It said it's not a federal issue; it's a state issue. The Constitution doesn't give the federal government the authority to regulate abortion, so let it go back to the states. But that's not what you hear. It's not what you hear on the news. So when uh, you know you you see somebody. Uh, like a, a, a Mark Hauk in Pennsylvania, who was, uh, well, I won't call it, it's not quite swatted, but he had armed FBI show up at his front door, take him under into custody in front of his family for the criminal act of defending his son from an aggressive pro-abortion activist. Now, they claim he violated what's called the FACE Act, the the Free Access to Clinic Entrances. By the way, that act is void. It it doesn't legally exist because it's a violation of the Constitution. But set that aside. Again, armed personnel show up. I don't mean you had an officer show up and said, excuse me, sir, would you come to, uh, I need to take you into custody, there's been an arrest warrant pushed out. No, we're talking multiple FBI agents showing up heavily armed, to take a man into custody for defending his son. 
So much of this I see seems to be manipulated by the language. It's one of the reasons why I, I get very specific about language. I try very hard to be very specific about the language I use, letting you know what I mean, and then sticking to that definition uh, so that we can communicate. Uh, for example, uh, switching gears a little bit, I talk about the fake vaccine because the Pfizer and Moderna jabs do not meet the legal definition of vaccine. The CDC and the FDA basically rewrote their own definitions for the word vaccine in order to call them a vaccine. Why is that important? Because every one of us has an idea in our head of what a vaccine is. A vaccine is, is a disabled version of a disease, a, a, a virus or a bacterium that is introduced to your body so that it will build up a defense against it before it encounters the actual live virus or bacterium. That's the definition of a vaccine. It is designed to prevent someone from getting a disease by boosting their immune system for that specific disease. Except not, the mRNA shots don't do that. First of all, they don't introduce COVID-19, the SARS-CoV-2 virus. They don't, they don't take a disabled version they teach your body to make the worst parts of that virus, the spike protein. Okay, so there's problem number one. We're playing games with that, but it goes beyond that because there's evidence. There has been evidence pretty much since the beginning that these shots do not prevent you from getting COVID. And they don't prevent you from spreading COVID. They do improve your chances for a period of time. By prevent, I, I understand, you know, you're not going to get to 100%. But we still have, uh, uh, you know, people use the term vaccine. It's not a vaccine. It is gene therapy. It is teaching, it is genetically engineering your body to produce something that's toxic to it. Does that mean we have 200 plus million genetically modified organisms called human beings in the United States? Yeah. But in through all of that, you know, we've had the, the, the other thing that we've done. We, we rushed into this because people kept telling us it was an emergency. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. And because of that, we, too many Americans basically said, okay, we'll do whatever you want. Just save us from the dogs and cats, please. It was a whole basis for the, the public health emergency that never was a public health emergency. The, the, you look at the data, even from the beginning, they saw the people who died were ill. They had multiple comorbidities. Many of them were morbidly overweight morbidly obese, diabetes, and, and, and other issues. But because of that, we allowed the federal government and the state governments and our local governments to basically tell us how to live our lives because they convinced us something that was not true. And they're perpetuating it even more. And by now you've probably heard that, oh, our Lord Joe Biden has finally decided what May 11th is going to be the end of the emergency. The emergency that they created has been over for more than a year. But nope, now he's, a make it, he's going to make it official. Well, almost everywhere. 
See, the Department of Veterans Affairs decided, said that, you know what, even though with the, the cessation of the emergency, therefore the legal justification they use for all of these fake vaccine mandates, the VA is going to retain its mandate. Think about that. Think of the men and women who volunteered, who served, who sacrificed. Now we're telling them you are less than everyone else. Because even though there's no medical justification for you to put that jab in your arm, even though there's no legal justification for you to put that jab in your arm, the VA is going to ignore the law, they're going to ignore the Constitution, they're going to ignore ethics, they're going to ignore uh, all common sense, reason, and logic, and keep sticking jabs in our veterans' arms like they are guinea pigs. Now, I take that back. Because if they did this to guinea pigs, at least PETA would be up in arms. But that's not the case today, is it? All because people started using the word emergency. And we have to throw the laws out the windows. Now, the interesting thing about words, and one of the reasons I'm so picky about them, is because they have meaning. And they have meaning when we apply them to those who use them. Let me explain. Um, when I help people make arguments for a position they're holding, you know, right, drafting legislation or, or, or uh, an opinion for a court or, or just how do I make this argument to my elected representative, I'm telling them to be very particular about the words, how you construct the argument, because you don't want them coming back and biting you in the backside. Now, people warned back in 2020 about some words from Senator Schumer, leader of the Democratic Party in the Senate. And I have some audio here of a Senator Kennedy using Leader Schumer's words, turning them back against him. Remember the Democratic leader's words of March 4th, 2020, on the steps of the United States Supreme Court, like they were yesterday. I want to tell you, Gorsuch, he said, not Justice Gorsuch, Gorsuch. I want to tell you, Gorsuch, I want to tell you, Kavanaugh, you have released the whirlwind and you will pay the price. You won't know what hit you if you go forward with these awful decisions. Wow. Just wow. I think Matthew 12, 36 is correct. For by thy words you shall be justified, and by thy words you shall be condemned. Now, why is this coming up? Well, it's coming up because Democrats, many of them in the Senate, are well, they're conducting a smear campaign against justice, certain, certain justices in the Supreme Court. You see, the Senate Judici Judiciary Committee has been holding hearings to examine the, the ethics rules for the Supreme Court. We see, the, 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 there are those in the Senate, and, and there are those amongst the Democratic Party, 
who've been trying to get Justice Thomas off of the court before he even got on the court. And now Schumer's content, comments have come true. But you see, it wasn't the people that went after Thomas, uh, Clarence Thomas, uh, Justice Thomas. It was the Democrats. They've been after him for any time. They went after him. They went after his wife. And it gets justified under this idea of ethics. And I'm sorry, a group of senators lecturing somebody on ethics is as laughable as it gets. Because if there's a group of people that have been less an example of ethical behavior, it has to be U.S. politicians. I mean, think about it. How can you tell when a, when a, a politician is lying? Their lips are moving. And they are going to lecture the uh, Supreme Court about ethics. Oh, by the way, the only power that Congress has over the Supreme Court is the power of impeachment. So I hope, just as Chief Justice Roberts says, no, we're not test- I'm not testifying. The court looks at this for just what it is. A group of politicians who have not gotten their way attempting to bully and intimidate their way to getting the outcome they want. This is their version of, I mean, it's not court packing, but it's the same intimidation that FDR used to fundamentally change the court back in the 1930s. Now, I'm running a little late. I have to take a quick uh, a quick break here, but I do want to remind you, I'm just one of many voices here at America Out Loud. There are plenty of voices besides the Constitution study, so do what I do. Make it a daily stop for the latest news and goings on. But do your part. Share this information. Share the, the articles, the stories, the podcasts, and the videos. By doing so, you help secure the blessings of liberty, not just for you and your family, but for everyone. If you're like me, you'd like life to return to some kind of normal. You're burned out on all the fear-mongering, but deep down you try and minimize viral exposure and your risk of getting sick. You've heard it talked about time and again by respected medical professionals. Use a pulvinone iodine nasal solution. I don't need to tell you just how powerful a nasal cleansing formula with xylitol, pulvinone iodine, and vitamin D3 for immune support could be. In fact, my attorney told me not to tell you. Google it and find out for yourself. Now, get yourself a bottle of American-made Cofix RX nasal solution. Let's get out and live again. CofixRx.com. That's C-O-F-I-X-R-X.com. Use coupon code out loud and get 20% off. We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger, but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer, this stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, it's now available in the United States. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to see the UX4 in action and receive a 15% discount on either Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. Welcome back, Everyday American, to rejoin the Constitution study. And we're asking the question, can America live, will we survive the 2020s? I've used several examples about words and, and their misdefinitions and how they're used to manipulate us. It's famously attributed to um, Abraham Lincoln. 
he asked somebody, how many legs does a dog have if you count the tail as a leg? The answer is four. You may call a tail a leg. That does not make it so. But that's a, a fundamental understanding of truth that seems to be lost on so many Americans this day and age. In Isaiah 5.20, the Bible warns against calling good evil and evil good. Well, there's something more fundamentally wrong going on here. Now, I'm going to play some audio from a video, um, and then I'll talk about it, because you really have to see this to, to believe this. I don't know any other way to put it. Hello, my name is Lindsey Graham, and I am a cat. Meow, meow. I'm not a woman dressed as a cat. I am a cat. By show of hands, I'm curious uh, how many of you believe and confess that I'm a cat? Great. I am, by show of hands, I'm curious how many of you believe that your child or a child from this school would believe that I'm actually a cat? No one. You are right. Why? Because you are not stupid, and these children are not stupid. Truth prevails over imagination. Reality exists. Discernment is innate and something we are biologically wired to have. One look at me and you know this to be true. I am a woman posing as a cat. You may also think correctly that if I truly believe I'm a cat, I have a mental disorder. If I suffer from a mental disorder and if I'm unable to discern reality, am I safe to be around children? Would you put me in charge of making critical decisions about the safety and well-being of children and about the direction of their education when I cannot even discern truth from fiction? Now, let me jump in here because... Think about this. This lady is dressed up as a cat. And uh, now I'm in reading many of the headlines that referred to this. Um, I, I kind of expected her to come out as some sort of, you know, twisted person that thinks she's a cat. No, this is an intelligent woman saying, no, it's obvious I'm not a cat. You know it. I know it. The students know it. And she's calling out members of a school board. But it, it, it gets even better. Confession. I'm not actually a cat, guys, just because I say I am. You've not agreed to or committed to addressing me as a cat simply because I demand it. No tail, whiskers, or outfit makes me a cat. Just like no lipstick, high heels, or long hair makes him a man, a woman. It is just as biologically impossible for me to become a cat as it is for a man to be a woman. And you have one job as members of this school board, and it's defined as this. School board members are responsible for broad, forward-thinking, minute analysis and decisive action in all areas that affect students and staff in their schools. I ask you, do you believe that the actions of a grown man playing dress-up as a woman affects the students and staff positively or negatively? Okay, let me interrupt again because, one, it's a long clip, but the other is there's some really important information. She's right. Nothing will make her a cat. The same way wearing clothes, wearing a costume doesn't make a man a woman. And the fact that that you need someone to tell a school board this should be shameful to every American. The fact that she needs to explain this should be shameful to every American. To show how stupid are we? Have we fallen to the part that we need to be told that a person is not a cat, that a man is not a woman, that a boy is not a girl? Now, she's talking to a school board, and she's pointing out the job of a school board, your primary job as a member, 
is to look at what's going on and make decisions that will positively affect the teachers, the staff, and the students. Are you doing that? A public school is not the place for social experiments in altered realities or gender ideologies. It is not the place to celebrate a grown man with a mental illness, dressing as a woman, and teaching kids lies. Children come to school to learn facts and truths about reality, including unchanging biological truths about science and nature, not to learn that they can change biological realities and become anything they want in the name of diversity. What you're actually doing is worse than just lying to our kids. You're forcing them to be participants in your lie, in your charade. You're forcing them to deny what they see with their eyes and you're forcing them to speak lies. I ask you again, am I a cat? And if you say no, then the mindset must be aligned with your discernment across the board. By allowing a falsity to be displayed and paraded around the school, you teach children that truth is not existent, facts are not real, and biology is a lie. You fail at your job, your only job, by confusing children and teaching them untruths and to coddle a grown man playing dress up as a woman. Now, a lot of people will focus on the emotion in her voice, the, the passion with which she's delivering these remarks. But I want to look deeper. Look at the facts and data she is bringing. She's pointing out the biology, the science, even the, the law behind the purpose of the school board and the duties of a school board member. This is a nice, uh, to me, a combination because you have, again, the passion of uh, someone who sees the stupid, who sees the lie and calls it out. And she's calling out the school board members. But there's one more little piece of this I want you to hear before uh, before I go on. If you were to address me as a cat right now, it's as ridiculous as when you say Miss Bixler and a grown man's voice comes thundering over this. Now, her time was up and the mic cut off, which is when she didn't, didn't hear the word, I'm assuming P.A., But it's just as ridiculous. But how many of us capitulate to the lie? How many of us ignore reality, ignore the ridiculous, and capitulate to the lie? See, these lies don't stand alone. They they grow. They metastasize. They get worse, like a cancer growing through society. Here's another example. She, This lady showed the reason here. Let me show you the cancer that metastasizes out of this idea of calling a grown man a woman. Like the articles written about me using he pronouns and calling me a man over and over again. And I, I feel like that should be illegal. I, I don't know. That's, that's just bad journalism. I'm sorry. If you don't recognize the voice, by the way, that was Dylan Mulvaney. That's right, the dude who uh, pretended to be a woman and uh, basically crashed Bud Light. I mean, absolutely destroyed the the marketing of, of Bud Light. That was their decision. But he believes it should be criminal for you to tell the truth that he is a man, that he has XY chromosomes, that, that, that he was born with certain body parts, that you not fall into his mental disorder. He wants. He thinks it should be criminalized. He says it's bad journalism to tell the truth, which really, that's where journalism is today. There's a reason why I so strictly avoid corporate media as much as I can. There's why I look at a plethora of sources for information because good journalism today 
Well, lying, promoting the lie is considered good journalism. Telling the truth is considered bad journalism. And good is called evil, and evil is called good. And the words are used to lie and deceive. And the cancer of that lie, of that evil, spreads. To the point now where people who are trying to protect women and young girls are considered evil. The dude who now calls himself Leah, William Thomas, he is a dude. I refuse to comply with the lie. He is a dude. He cheated his way into women into winning uh, swim meets and championships. He cheated. He says that uh, uh, all those feminists that refuse to conform to his warped trans agenda, again, not the history, not 10,000 years of human history, no, his warped mental disorder. He says, well, they just have transphobic beliefs. No, we're not afraid of you. We think you've got a problem. We, most of us would like to see you get help. But I'll tell you what we should do. We should refuse to capitulate to his lie. We should refuse to capitulate to all of those lies. It's why I say, you need proof. Prove to me you're a woman. Where's your DNA? Well, my, my, my DNA is wrong. Oh, no, you're wrong. If I've got, if you're, you know, it, it, it's, it's as ridiculous as saying two plus two is five because I want it to be. Imagine doing a math test in elementary school and the question is two plus two equals and you write in five and you get it marked wrong and you say, you're just transphobic because in my world, two plus two equals five. See, when you can't use words properly, you cannot communicate. You can never explain what you say because the words don't make sense. Calling a man a woman makes as much sense as calling a woman a cat. But yet the lie propagates, the lie is fed, the lie is nurtured, and it just keeps getting worse. Something keeps calling you back to this comment. And I think it's the fact that, like, as a black woman, you are using white supremacist talking points to defend your transphobia. And that's really heartbreaking. Because do you realize that talking about things like bone structure is what white supremacists do to, like, separate themselves from black people? Like, historically, that's what they've done. Well, let's throw in a little bit of, of facts because she is misrepresenting a bit. This is a, a TikToker that um, clip has been, been pulled. Um, first of all, it was the eugenicist that said bone structure defined who you were. Now, here's the interesting thing. They were wrong. Yes, bone structure comes from your DNA. Uh, it, it helps define a lot of your bone structure. But the difference was they were wrong when they said that bone structure defined your value. But she goes on. White supremacists have said that white people and black people have DNA. We're different species. We have different bones. We have different muscles. As a way to be like black people, other. We don't want them around us. And now you're doing the same thing with trans women. Like that's, that's heartbreaking. Except for one 
all-important scientific fact. When you talk about trans, there's some truth to it. In other words, yes, black people and white people, we have DNA. And that DNA tends to lead towards generally different body structures, different capabilities, but it doesn't change the value of a person. It doesn't change who you are. Trans people deny the DNA. In other words, the, 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 she refers to the white supremacist. It was actually the eugenicist that did a lot of this, and, and it's one of the reasons why um, Planned Parenthood spent so much time in black neighborhoods setting up Planned Parenthoods because Margaret Sanger, she was a eugenicist and a racist. She believed there were inferior species. There were inferior parts of the human, uh, the human beings, human genetics, and therefore you had to weed them out. I don't say we were trying to weed out trans people. What I say is you're simply wrong. See, the eugenicists looked at a person and didn't deny who they were. But yet you look at, these trans people look at their GN DNA and they deny who they are. It, it's not the use. It, it's not this white supremacist that she's again. She's trying to use a word to scare people. If I can label it white supremacist, people will run away because people, for good reason, don't want to be called white supremacists. So you see how she changes, she manipulates how she uses the words in 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 order to um, to justify her vilification of people who disagree with her to justify her delusion and to justify punishing those who refuse to agree with her delusion. So can America survive the 2020s? Or at least survive it in a form many of us would recognize. I believe it's possible. But it's not going to be easy. Because it's going to take people that are willing to stand up and say, uh, no, that evil is not good and good is not evil that will be willing to, be, to stand up and be called names, be called transphobic, be called white supremacist, because you look at, this, at, at something in DLC with the truth. And this attempt to turn us into racists because we understand that a man and a woman have a biological difference, that your mental disorder, that you're calling yourself something different doesn't change the facts. Well, we'll have to be willing to stand up for that. That'll be hard. But it's one of the reasons why I keep saying we need people who will not only stand up to the truth or stand up for the truth, but that people that will stand up for those people who are standing up for the truth. It's one of the, uh, the tracks on the, the Constitution Study Patriots to find men and women who will stand up for others when they are attacked for speaking the truth, for exercising their rights, for defending their rights. Because if we don't have some sort of solid foundation on which to anchor what we are doing here, on which to establish justice, then the America we've known will simply fall. It, it, will, it will drift. It will it'll, it'll simply crumble under the onslaught of all these lies. If we cannot... Um, uh, differentiate between good and evil, between truth and falsehood. There is no basis for justice. And the very concept of truth, justice, and the American way no longer exists. Could that be why DC Comics took that out of the, the comic books for Superman? Because they don't want truth, justice, and the American way? I don't know. 
But I hope you'll join me every weekday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time for the Constitution Study, Heard in America Out Loud Talk Radio, which is on the iHeartRadio network. Now, if you can't listen then, my shows go to podcasts generally a day or two after the broadcast. You can find them on your favorite podcast app. But do me a favor, subscribe, rate the show, give me a review. It helps other people find the Constitution Study. It helps other people join us in, well, trying to anchor our lives in the truth. Now, you can find the links on the homepage of AmericaOutloud.com. But I, I ask you, sincerely, to help me spread the word. Help me ex- expose people to the fact that there is a truth, there is good and evil, there is truth and falsehood. By doing so, you can work with me as we share the blessings of liberty. Liberty.